Welcome into A to Z Sports Primetime on a Tuesday night. Hope everybody's having a great evening so far. A new offensive coordinator. That is exactly what the Tennessee Titans are getting. Um, a internal hire. The, what is that now? Fourth internal hire of a coordinator that Mike Vrabel has made. Every time he has needed to replace a coordinator other than his original staff, he has hired internally. So Tim Kelly, it was always, it's like uh, the Jacksonville fans holding up the signs in week 18. It was always Jacksonville. It was always Tim Kelly. So now Tim Kelly, promoted from passing game coordinator, is the next Titans OC. Tonight, we're going to talk about how you feel about it. I know I saw a variety of different reactions on the internet afterwards. I was in Mike Vrabel's press conference Zoom, and we'll play some clips for you later on that way because Mike had a lot to say. We spent about 45 minutes with him. A gone viral video also has to do with a ton of other changes on the Titans coaching staff because they've not just hired a bunch of new people. They've changed around a lot of people's jobs as well, which is fascinating given that internally, this is still the way that they want to go about things. I have some thoughts on why that might be, but first we have to share the show. If you are on Twitter, please retweet the show in the bottom right-hand corner of your screen. If you are on Facebook Live, you can share. Share not a public. They are in the bottom left. YouTube and Twitch, you can subscribe to the channel. You can throw a like on the video, and we will greatly appreciate you that way. Kevo says, the State of the Union is on, but I'd rather watch Buck. Well, I've gone back and forth between the Auburn-Texas A&M game and the State of the Union. I've got both DVR'd because, you know, we like to be well-rounded. Once you've shared this show, you can go ahead and get this thing going. B. French says, what is also fascinating is that you promoted Robert to producer of the show. That's an internal hire. Oh, no. I played by the Rooney rules. I outsourced from a previous position the way that Mike Vrabel has in Houston, and I brought in another person to work for a different organization that I also happen to work with. So, not an internal hire, because Robert Walsh didn't work at A to Z Sports until we made it happen. Either way, uh, oh dear God, I just realized that my laptop charger is downstairs and my laptop is going to die. This is a uh, legitimate disaster scenario, and I don't know how, <laughs> how to do this. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to let you hear from Mike Vrabel on uh, hiring Tim Kelly, and I'm going to sprint and grab my charger. This was the head coach on the new OC. I think it's the, the right the right fit uh, for us at this time. It's it's the it's the perfect fit. Yeah, you know, I think what what Tim ultimately was able to do was be able to provide um, some familiarity and, and some carryover uh, to, to what we were doing because I don't think everything's broken. I don't I don't believe that. Uh, but then also be able to you know add some some things that um, you know, can really help us. So that's Mike Vrabel talking about the hiring of offensive coordinator Tim Kelly. If I'm out of breath, please uh, forgive me. I just had to run downstairs to my kitchen. Either way. Mike Vrabel on the hiring of the new OC. So how does that make you feel? One word to describe it. To Two Rivers Ford Take, it is made possible, as always, by our friends at Two Rivers Ford. 
Two Rivers Ford is where you go for the best car buying experience humanly possible. They have 2023 model year Fords available right now at the dealership in Mount Juliet, and they will always go above and beyond to make sure you get the best value because they always sell their new non-specialty Ford vehicles below MSRP. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So, as we look at what Mike Vrabel had to say about this and and we consider the way that you guys reacted, I was, I I shouldn't say that I was surprised to see the way that the discourse went about. Um, But looking at the circumstance for the Titans, Mike Vrabel described it as the perfect fit. Now, Mike has always promoted his coordinators internally. So you have to look at it from a variety of different angles. And I wrote about this today at A to Z sports.com. Matt LaFleur and Dean Pease were the first two coordinators that Mike Vrabel hired when he was hired as the Titans head coach. Then they promoted Arthur Smith after LaFleur took the job to be the next head coach of the Green Bay Packers. Dean Pease stuck around another year. Dean retired and then unretired, but they replaced him with who? Shane Bowen, who was the outside linebackers coach at the time, already on the staff. They did the same thing when Arthur took the Atlanta job with Todd Downing. Now they've done exactly the same thing with Tim Kelly. They always have thus far promoted their coordinators internally. And so Mike Vrabel clearly values institutional knowledge that way. That was the question that I wanted to ask him earlier today. This was Mike uh, when uh, I asked him about the the need for institutional knowledge or how much of a value he places on it when he's making these coordinator promotions. Uh, Buck. Okay. Yeah, Mike, uh, with, with the coordinator hires, I mean, with, with as often as you guys have gone internal, how important is institutional knowledge for you when it comes to these kind of things? Well, I, you know, the, the whole idea, you know what I mean, is, is what I know and what I believe in. And it's more importantly what I believe in and, if I didn't think that we had the, the right people here, um, you know, we would try to go and, 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 and get somebody else. You know, I think we hire really good people. I mean, you see that from, from other opportunities that we've had uh, in the five years that we've been here, um, putting together a great staff that I believe in, that'll teach, develop, and, you know, inspire our players through, through making a connection with them. And you, you can see that, uh, you know, I have to identify men and women that I think can continue to grow, have upward mobility. Um, and if they, you know, fit what I'm looking for and, you know, they, they are the right person for the job, well, then, you know, I'll do my best to you know, put them in those positions. So that's Mike Vrabel talking about internally promoting. If I didn't think they were the right people, they wouldn't be on the staff in the first place. So at this point, You know, you got to take him at his word. Now, here's the thing. He was asked, Mike Vrabel was today, about why they didn't promote uh, or why they didn't make a change with the OC situation in season last year. And he ducked it. Um, He just kind of deferred to, you know, I'm not here to talk about last year. I appreciate everybody's questions, which is what he says when he doesn't want to answer a question about things that happened last year. He said he was here to focus on this year and this coaching staff, which is the correct PR strategy because he's not trying to make headlines beyond the headlines that are about, okay, 
the team has just hired a new OC. So one word to describe your emotions when you heard that this was going to be the case. Demario Patterson says consistent. Yeah, the consistency of hiring internally. That seems to be really where they go. Jonathan Ertl says status quo. Uh, it's an interesting, it's definitely status quo at this po- point. And Mike said, you know, uh, he thought that it was the perfect fit and he doesn't think things about them offensively are broken. He doesn't believe that is the quote that he gave. Um, and you heard that earlier in the show. So I think when I think, or when I think about the word that this most describes to me, or this most, you know, embodies the hire that this team has just made, I kind of default to uninspired. Uninspired doesn't mean it's a bad hire. Uninspired just means, okay, they did what they always do. And it may look different. He may find something closer to Arthur Smith than Todd Downing was. He may find uh, an offensive coordinator who is functional but not great, um, as Todd Downing was for a season. He may find ways to improve upon certain things and be deficient in others. And by the way, there's still the problem of the roster because what Mike Vrabel said to us when we asked him about why he didn't make a change in the season, well, I'll tell you that here in just a second, right after I remind you that the primetime show is presented by the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. GaryAshton.com, that's where you go for your dream address without the stress. Nobody has better intel than the Gary Ashton team, and they will make sure to put you in position to succeed. So trust the Ashton Real Estate Group, the team that your favorite teams trust, at GaryAshton.com. So, as you look at the uh, situation, we asked Mike, hey, You know, is it an unfair question, basically, to ask you why you didn't make a change last season? And what he says was, it really wouldn't have made a difference. And that's an interesting answer. Now, uh, you know, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but the general theme was it wouldn't have made a difference if we'd have changed play callers. And so immediately when you hear him say that, you understand that he is in a situation um, where he is not trying to actively rip the roster, but he's not going to undermine himself because he's already told us that he doesn't make in-season coaching changes that way. So he's backed himself into a little bit of a corner because when he says it wouldn't make a difference, well, objectively, as Skirblard says, that's the wrong answer. (laughs) Don't tell me that the dude you just hired to fix this thing it wouldn't have made a difference if you put him in to fix this thing last year. And if you're going to say that, then be willing to expound on why, which he wasn't willing to do. He said, I'm not going to reflect back here to talk about our coaching staff moving forward. Yada, yada. Now we're going to talk about some good things that Tim Kelly brings to the table. Cause I, I don't think it's like, I don't think it's the greatest hire in the world. I don't think it's a bad hire. Like I think it can work. And I think them making as many changes to the coaching staff, like, moving people into different positions. I think that's fascinating. I don't know if that's because Tim has requested that be the case, or Tim has discussed that with Mike and they've decided to, you know, make Charles London, their quarterbacks coach, as well as their passing game coordinator, Luke Steckel, now a run game coordinator, not something that they've had in years past and making Tony Dews, the former running back coach, the tight ends coach. 
there's a lot of interesting moves there that I find, you know, fascinating. So I think uninspired is my one word. Doesn't mean it's a bad hire. Just doesn't mean it's, you know, it's not Eric Bieniemy. And I think a lot of you guys had talked yourselves into somebody like that, or even Matt Nagy, who's of course coaching for the Chiefs right now at this point. It's my understanding that they, uh, you know, I don't know that they ever got an interview with Nagy. And I don't know that the Ravens or the Titans ever got an interview with Bienemy. I know that they had requested it. I did not see anything um, or hear anything to the effect that those two actually interviewed with the Tennessee Titans before they made sure to hire internally their guy. So now the question that I want to ask you is this in the comment section on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. What does Tim Kelly bring to the table offensively? Now, this is I'm asking you a question that you may not know the answer to, and that's okay. But I, I think the better way to phrase this for us is what do you want Tim Kelly to bring to the table offensively, not what he does. I'm going to show you what he does. That is a mistake on my part to ask you what does Tim Kelly bring to the table offensively. I want to know what you want uh, Tim Kelly to bring to the table offensively. Um, and let me just correct that very quickly. Okay, got it. So um, I will get into that with you and we'll show you a good clip from A to Z Sports Film Room right after I remind you that Superbook Sports is getting you ready for the championship game. It is on the horizon. It is about to happen on Sunday and it's going to be spectacular. Superbook Sports is the place that you can wager on that game. Superbook features the best menu of prop bets in the business. Plus, you can check out their special odds boost and promotions at Superbook.com. They've got over three decades of odds-making experience in Las Vegas. There's no better place to wager than Superbook Sports. So win some money as one lucky team wins the championship. Download the Superbook Sports app today. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789. So, what do you want Tim Kelly to bring to the table offensively in this offensive coordinator role? Titan the Tiger says Chig will eat well in this offense. Um, let's see. Vrabel hiring everybody from the Texan staff says Daddy, Daddy Hot Drops. Well, you know, we were talking about, so I have a group text um, with the uh, with four of the Titan, or I guess four including myself, like the four titans people that i talk to on a regular basis like media people um not that i don't talk to all my colleagues and friends but like the group text is kaharski Tehran, and joe Rexroad, and me so always we are peppering each other with texts either making fun of somebody else's questions or making fun of one of our questions or making fun of an answer that somebody has given us that's not really an answer and so um, when we were talking about this today, I believe it was Kaharski brought up the idea of Vrabel, Vrabel kind of getting away with a little bit of old boys network stuff. And he doesn't get hammered with it a lot because a lot of his, you know, highest level people are people that he has worked with in years past and in stops past. And, you know, while that's true, I think you have to look around the league and say, well, who's, who's not really doing that? At the NFL level, there's always players or coaches 
that end up on staffs with people who they've known from previous stops. Always. That's the case. It's just a rate of how much, you know, what percentage of the staff is made up of people who have previous experience with the head coach. Shocking to no one. There's nepotism in football, right? It, it happened with the Titans. Dean Pease got hired here and a big selling point for him was the idea. Robert, a Ravens fan will remember this. He wanted to work with his son. Well, his son wasn't very, I mean, Matt was a nice enough guy, but like his son wasn't good enough to keep Dean Pease around and take up a quality control job. That guy ended up going back to coach high school and out of the NFL. But Dean Pease loved the idea that he was going to get to work with his son. And so Mike Vrabel felt that was a selling point to get him out of retirement. Put him on the staff, right? Defensive quality control coach, not that deep. The dude's coaching high school. So with all that being said, um, you know, it happens everywhere. Bill Belichick, for God's sakes, Matt Patricia and Joe Judge are continuing to get jobs in, in that organization. Matt Patri- or Joe Judge isn't even being fired. He's just having his responsibilities taken away, and apparently he was horrid at them. There's, there's all manner of places where you look around, and this happens across the NFL. But I do think that, you know, it's uh, it's something to keep in mind. So what do you want him to bring to the table is the question. Well, what I want to see is a more efficient version of the Titans passing game. I think the thing that frustrates me the most is that damn near any NFL team could do this with some kind of ease, except, you know, three of them that reside in the AFC South and the fourth who took a better part of, you know, half a season to get that up and running as well. Here are five Tim play, Tim Kelly plays you will see in the Titans passing game, a clip that our friend at A to Z Sports Film Room did last year when they hired him as the passing game coordinator. The Tennessee Titans hired Tim Kelly as passing game coordinator this offseason. He was the Houston Texans offensive coordinator from 2019 to 2021, and the Texans didn't have an elite passing game by any means but they outperformed mediocre personnel and improved down the stretch. Tim Kelly runs a similar passing game to Todd Downing, who runs a similar passing game to Arthur Smith. He does use a lot more gap runs than Tennessee, but he was brought in as passing game coordinator, so I don't expect the Titans' rushing philosophy to change very much. So I want to take a look at five passing concepts from Tim Kelly's offense that will most likely show up in Tennessee's offense this season. Play action bang is a very simple concept. The offense comes out in heavy personnel and ideally the defense comes out in a cover three look like Arizona does here. The Cardinals stack the box with eight defenders and play off cover three, making the dig route an easy completion. AJ Brown got a ton of production off of this play in 2019 and 2020, but the Titans didn't run it as often last season. They also didn't get as many favorable looks. If they can get defenses to sell out to stop the run, this can be a great way to get Traylon Burks easy targets early on. Dagger consists of a seam or skinny post from the number two and a dig route from the number one. It's usually paired with play action and it creates a high-low read on the deep safety. This is a concept that you'll see in most offenses, including Tennessee's, where you've got a quarterback who's effective attacking the middle of the field. Tim Kelly ran a lot of slot fades to the trip side and he had some decent success. The Titans ran this a lot as well. They targeted fade routes to the slot nine times, but they had zero completions. And this is something the Titans coaching staff needs to figure out, either come up with a way to get receivers open on this concept or stop running it. Arches was popularized by Mike Martz when he was in St. Louis. 
and it's an absolute cheat code if you're facing man coverage on third and short. It's one of those trendy passing concepts that all the good play callers seem to run. The first route is a quick drag inside, followed by a slant that stems outside and crosses the face of a defender in off coverage. Players like Kyle Phillips and Chiga Conquo, who can make really quick cuts on these short in-breaking routes, those are the players that I want to see Tim Kelly and Todd Downing feature in this concept. Slay is another quick game passing concept that's really effective in short yardage situations. It's a slant and a flat route, and one of these routes is essentially just a pick to get the other route open. I really like this play design against Miami. It's third and two, and the Dolphins are running their crazy zero blitz package, so we know they're in man coverage. Danny Amendola goes in return motion, and so Nick Needham has to follow him since that's his assignment. So he's already a step behind, and then he gets picked by a quote-unquote slant route. And I agree with Mike Vrabel on this sort of play. Just make the referees call offensive pass interference. Tim Kelly is a really good play caller, and I think he'll be a valuable addition to the offensive coaching staff. It's still Todd Downing's offense. I don't think Mike Vrabel is the type of coach to employ a coordinator if he doesn't think they're capable. And ultimately, the most important thing is having good players that are healthy. So that's a great breakdown by James, who does uh, fantastic work for A to Z Sports Film Room. We saw some of those concepts, but again, the bang play action in particular, seen that a ton uh, early on in Mike Vrabel's tenure. Defenses started sitting sitting in the middle of the field, taking that bang play action dig right away. And it was an adjustment that the Titans did not adapt to very well. Todd Downing in particular did not find ways to creatively take advantage of other opportunities on the field. And so that is now what the hope will be for Tim Kelly. And it puts a tremendous amount of pressure on Mike Vrabel, to be honest with you. This is going to be his most scrutinized decision. I mean, this is his, ooh, this this sounds like an article that I need to write. Tim Kelly is Mike Vrabel's A.J. Brown moment. That would have been such a better headline, Robert. Damn, what are we doing here? But it's true. Tim Kelly, the hiring of this offensive coordinator, is to Mike Vrabel as trading away, the decision to trade away A.J. Brown was for John Robinson. Now, I don't think that Mike Vrabel, if this goes poorly, is going to get fired in the middle of the season. But I think that it would ramp up the level of intensity that people start to hyper-scrutinize Mike and his um, consistent decisions to promote from within as opposed to, even if it's just for the sake of doing so with somebody you feel you can work with, finding an external candidate who brings new eyes and fresh ideas. It really does feel that way. Damn, I'm pissed I didn't think of this earlier. That's a really, really great title. I'm going to have to write that for AtoZSports.com. So, you know, you're hearing me uh, flesh out my thoughts for this later on. But I, uh, I think that at this point, Mike Vrabel's decision on the offensive coordinator is going to be discussed and debated more than nearly any other decision he makes this year. So we will see how that goes um, as far as this is concerned. But right now, he's going he's gonna to have a lot of eyes on him. Uh, Frankie says, build around Malik and pick Jackson Smith in Jigba. As our number one pick, I don't know why it has to be in all caps. I'm not interested in building around a quarterback who can't play in the NFL right now and a wide receiver who's had kind of some health problems that are not ideal. Um, but we'll see. 
Anyway, let's do a gone viral video. What was the most impactful coaching staff change or hire that the Titans announced today? We'll talk about it together in the comments on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch right after I remind you that the primetime show is made possible by TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch. TrueMath Fitness is where you go for your first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident. The workouts are incredible. I love them. I like the personal training. The next time I'm going to be at TrueMav, I want to see at least one of you there with me. 6 a.m. Thursday at TrueMav Fitness. It's a full body workout with an upper body focus. It's worth. Uh, it's with their head trainer and the owner, Worth, who I think does an exceptional job. He's also a diehard Titans fan. So come work out with us for 40 minutes. Hang out. We'll talk some ball after the fact. TrueMavFitness.com, where your first workout is free. So... What was the most impactful hire that the Titans made today? Uh, William Young says, Chris Harris, D. Good agrees, finally locking him in. Yes, that was something that was not a certainty. Major Keys agrees at this point. Uh, Chris Harris, a lot of you guys talking about Chris Harris. That's interesting. Now, I've heard good things about him. I talked to some people in Washington. Um, In fact, uh, oh, I'm blanking on his last name. Uh, Zach, he is their, uh, he is their, Washington um, what, commander's like official uh, writer. He's their Jimmy Wyatt. Forgive me, I'm botching the title, but spoke to him because he's actually a local uh, local guy and listens uh, to the radio show and I think occasionally pops in on primetime. Anyway, he had DM'd me some very, very positive uh, perspectives or opinions on the work that Chris Harris does and a lot of things that he got credit for in Washington that were directly a result of his work there. Now, we'll see how that ends up happening, and I think there's a lot of good options to choose from. Just to kind of run through the list, because it is a long list of moves that they've made. So they elevated Tim Kelly, which we know. Then they added to the staff Charles London, Chris Harris, Lori Locust, and Justin Hamilton. So Charles London is the pass game coordinator and the quarterback's coach. Chris Harris as a defensive pass game coordinator and cornerback's coach. Lori Locust as the defensive quality control coach, um, specifically with a focus on defensive line. Justin Hamilton, also a defensive quality control coach. They moved some guys around. Luke Steckel, the former tight ends coach, is now a run game analyst. Justin Howtailing, I think is how I pronounce it, is the offensive line coach, replacing Keith Carter. Pat O'Hara, the former quarterbacks coach, is now the pass game analyst. Um, and Tony Dews as the tight ends coach, uh, after being the running backs coach, they still do not have yet a running backs coach. So it's a lot of different stuff, right? And an interesting amount of movement around the coaching staff internally. So I will say, um, I will say that a lot of these are going to play important roles, but I don't think when you talk about terms of impact and take that impact out to a variety of different meanings. I really do think that Mike Vrabel hiring Lori, Lori Locust, Locust, excuse me, Lori Locust, that's going to be a tough one for me this year, as a defensive quality control coach is a really unique thing and the first Titans female coach in the history of the franchise. Well, I, I thought her knowledge was, was excellent. I enjoyed our meetings um, that we were able to have at the Senior Bowl. Um, you know, she she's done it. She's done it. She's got experience in this league and um, you know, excited to be able to bring on somebody that's, 
you know, worked with a lot of great players and been around great defenses in Tampa. Um, so that I, you know, and I know that, you know, she'll pr primarily start out working with the outside linebackers. Uh, I think that, that her and Ryan Crow will uh, make a great team and, and he'll help her uh, as she transitions to, uh, to working with the outside linebackers. So Eric Garst says, what's Lori Locust's background? Got it that time. Um, and I text, I have a friend in Tampa who I texted for some, uh, she works with the Bucks, and I texted for some insight. So she's helped coach one of the best units on their team, the defensive line. Their run defense was so good because of the defensive line consistently. She was always respected as a coach and can talk shit with the best of them is the information that I got out of Tampa Bay. So um, it's a critical unit. There's obviously their most important defensive player on the defensive line, Jeff Simmons. And Mike Vrabel said that primarily her work is going to be with the outside linebackers to start. So we'll see how that develops. But I think in terms of wide ranging impact, uh, that is one that comes to mind for me. Um, looking at the, uh, Dion says, Buck, you ran to the kitchen earlier. Why don't you go apply for the running back coaching job? Listen, that's hard. That was a 44 second clip. I ran, I am upstairs in my home. It's not a big home. It's a, uh, it's, you know, it's one of these tall and skinnies, but it's literally below me. So I had to run down to the other end of the house, run down the stairs, run to the other end of the house, get the charger out of the kitchen, run back up the stairs and be here by the time that the, uh, by the time that the clip ended and not sound completely out of breath. So, you know what, despite being unprepared, I thought we pulled it off bleep you Dion, but also no running backs coach for me. Um, somebody asked, uh, I, I gave Eric her background and B Buck is O'Hara also still the quarterback's coach as well as the pass game coordinator. Okay. So he's not the pass game coordinator. And I know that's kind of confusing. He's a pass game analyst. So Charles London is the pass game coordinator and now quarterback's coach. He assumes that role from O'Hara. Pat O'Hara now moves to a passing game analyst which gives Pat more impact on the plays, the offense itself, rather than having him specifically focus on the quarterback position group. So London is now taking that role, and O'Hara will stay on the staff in a different role. Uh, we will see how this goes. So that's going to do it for us tonight. Um, we're going to talk about it, I'm sure, for three hours on the radio show tomorrow. Radio show is going to be a good one. We've got, uh, we've got Charles Davis of CBS Sports. VFL and uh, their CBS analysts. We will also have Mike Miracles, Mike Herndon, to react to the news and break down some of the things that he likes and doesn't like about the Tim Kelly hire. So join us from 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone. Robert, Lucas, and I will also have our dumbest thing in sports. We'll have a great time. Stephen King says, Buck's tired. I absolutely am. It's been a, you know what? It's been a bit of a day. It's been a bit of a football season day. I haven't had one of those in a while. My body has to readjust to press conferences on the fly and breaking news. But it's great, and it's, uh, you know, a solution. And now we have tangible things that we can talk about moving forward at this point. See you guys tomorrow on A to Z Sports Primetime. Well, are you surprised to hear that? <laughs> Certainly not. The first year we took it to the limit. And I was in Miami with my new beach house. Well, it was a couple minutes from the beach. It's been 20 years since then. We haven't been too strong in the last few years. Oh, we've been strong. We're just playing by the rules. You can't have a newcomer come in and steal a show.